Welcome to the Finishing Well podcast, where we encourage seasoned believers to find meaningful ways to impact their world for the kingdom of God. Whether you're 65 and up or not quite there yet, everyone can begin preparing to finish well. Now, here's your host, Randy Hess, with the founder of Finishing Well Ministries, Hal Habecker. My name is Hal Habecker, and I'm glad you're with us for this Finishing Well Ministries podcast today. Uh, we have a unique opportunity today to learn from uh, my wife, Vicki, who is going to lead our podcast today, and she has a special guest, Patty McNamee, and I'll just summarize what they talked about. Patty and her husband, Jim, they're very close friends, and they went through an experience long ago, uh, four, almost five decades ago, of the death of a daughter at the age of 19. She shared that story in a previous podcast. I hope you go back and listen to it. Uh, You'll find its description where you find our podcast. But in today's podcast, uh, Vicki, my wife again, is going to lead her into a discussion about what God teaches us as we age through challenges, through tragedies. God has a purpose in all of this. And as we live our lives into our 70s, 80s, and 90s, How do we reflect back on who he is and how he works and the different he makes in our lives? So uh, welcome, Vicki. Lead us into uh, this second part of our conversation with Patty. Lord bless you and uh, encourage others through this session. Okay, Patty, let's do this again. I love you. I knew you were all. I think it's always hard for women to talk about aging. We like to not think that way. We like to not look in the mirror quite as distinctly, (laughs) but there are some benefits that aging in terms of giving us a different, maybe perspective on some things that years ago would have been devastating. You did have something devastating years ago when your 19 year old daughter was horribly killed in a car accident. You spoke on our previous podcast about the emotions you went through, the way you handled the grief, the way you had to handle grief for your other children, for your husband, for the body of Christ. But how has aging affected the way you, first of all, recall some of those dark, dark days? Has it... uh, has the grief become a little bit more muted? Are there certain things that still make it very raw? How has aging, you're getting older, your husband's getting older, your other two children getting older, how do you look back on that pain now? Well, it's, uh, it is different. It, it is different. It's not raw. Um, we talk about her a lot, uh, saying that where she would, because she loved horses, and we living in the country right now, having some acreage, we know she would have a bunch of horses here that she would need to take care of, because I know nothing about horses. But we we do uh, talk about her, and uh, often, like at Christmas, and other other times, too, her birthday. And such, so, but the pain is, we we do it more with joy, if that makes sense. God has certainly healed 
my my soul because it felt so empty right after she died. It was like I was hollow in a way. But he filled through the years he has filled that with himself. And so I, you know, we, I think about it really with joy because I, I've seen God work in amazing ways in my life through, you know, with the peace, comfort, um, and being able to look at it in a positive way because our trials do draw us closer to the Lord or should, should do it. That's what he wants. And through that, it, um, I, I look back now at my age and, um, and realize over the years, he's been there for me every, every single time, every single time. And that is, that is a joy to know how much he loves us and he wants us to come to him in prayer, uh, giving our all to him. That's what he wants. Mentioned something about you still talk about Shannon. This is something that just popped in my mind. Uh, of course, Paul and Holly, your other two children, knew Shannon. How have you tried to teach your grandchildren who Shannon was? Oh, I mean, they see pictures, but uh, are they interested in knowing who their aunt was? Uh, what? How do? How have you, as a family, kept her memory? alive for your grandkids who never knew her well it it, certainly when they were young we talked about it a lot and we talked about it in in terms of you know that god has a time for each one of us a number of years i even discussed that with them which kind of fascinated them a little Hmm. bit our oldest grandchild um our granddaughter is um 26. But when she was young, she, how, uh, Shannon enjoyed art. Uh, so does Jessica. She loves art. In fact, that was her major uh, in college. So I would talk to her about that. That's Shannon used to carry a notebook around whenever we would go somewhere to a doctor's office while we're sitting there. She would sketch when we went to my parents' house or Jim's. She would sit there and sketch, and Jessica did the same thing. So uh, it was very easy with her. The boys, I have, I have two uh, grandsons, and um, I, I mentioned it because they would say, "Who is who is this?" They'd see a picture, and I would talk to them about her. And uh, she loved the Lord. Shannon loved the Lord and talked about the Lord, and and I would tell them that. It's your, you know, to me, they're never too young to know. Um, mm-hmm. It's important to put God first in your life, and so I think in knowing someone, you know, like their, I guess that'd be an aunt, <laughs> mm-hmm. that that she loved the Lord and talked about Him. So you're passing down a beautiful spiritual heritage, even though they didn't know Shannon. They know who she was in Christ. They know uh, her, the fun things she loved. Uh, They know that. And that's so important as we think about aging. And Helen and I talk about this all the time. What do we need to tell our kids? And I don't know if you and Jim are that this way, but 
oftentimes I think, oh, I wish my dad and mom were here so I could ask them this, you know, and how does the same, oh, what was it like? You know, I can't remember this. And so I think that's so important as we get older to maybe prioritize the things that God wants us to teach our grandkids and even our grown kids. Uh, Because I adore my grandkids. I told Hal the other day, my kids sometimes make me crazy, but my, my grandkids, I just love dearly. And I want to, we were in California last week and I took my two oldest grandsons who are 15 and 13. We just went and had a pizza date and I just told them my story. And, you know, we sat down and I said, there's not going to be any cell phones at this table. And they looked at me with their mouth kind of open and their eyes wide and they heard my story and they heard of God's faithfulness. Oh. So I think it's so neat that you are doing that, trying to keep Shannon's memory alive with those grandkids. That's awesome. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it is special. And I think it's, it's something that they'll love as, as they get older. You mm-hmm. know. Now, let me ask you this, getting kind of segueing into another section, but it, it, it all ties together. Uh, you and your husband have both had significant health scares in the last two years. Uh, tell us about the health challenges, because we're talking on this episode how we deal with challenges as we age. And, you know, these bodies aren't getting any younger. <laughs> And we are down a little bit and we're susceptible to other things. I know Jim's body went through horrible trauma as an army ranger. Uh, But tell us a little bit about what has happened with your health and Jim's health in the last couple of years and your view of God and the aging process through all that. Okay. Yes, we uh, we both. Uh, got COVID. I got it first. And um, mine was COVID pneumonia. And I had to go to ER the day after Christmas uh, in 2020. And, um, and so I, no, 2020, yeah, 2021. And um, I ended up being there uh, several months. Jim also came down with COVID. And they admitted him to the hospital. So he was down the hall from me for he was there almost a week. And then he was released. Um, It was it was difficult. I didn't realize mine was as serious as it was. No one had told me that. Um, Patty, you were on a respirator, correct? No, I was not. You never did. I was just on oxygen on oxygen because I could not breathe at all without it. And I remember um, the nurses coming in and they were so kind. And But I never realized that I knew I couldn't walk, but I didn't realize that that I was not, my body was not responding to what the treatments they were giving me. It wasn't responding at all. So um, there was a young girl. And that was would come in and clean my room every day. 
so, so kind. And one day she saw my my Bible. She goes, oh, is this your Bible? And I said, uh, yes, it is. She goes, are you a Christian? And I said, I am. I said, are you? And she goes, she said she was kind of confused. And she was very young, very young. And so I gave her the gospel, you know, talked about Jesus and how much he loved her and he died for her. Anyway, went through the whole gospel with her. And um, but she didn't really grasp that I could tell. But you, you never know. It's really not my my job other than to give the gospel. You know, God's the one that convicts. And so anyway, I've been praying for her. And but she was very, very special, very kind. Um, but as far as I had a peace the entire time I was there, uh, I had our church that we go to was praying for me and other people were praying for me. I would get texts going, I didn't know you were sick from friends that I hadn't seen in a long time. And so I knew that it was spread. The word was spreading. And I know those prayers, uh, I could feel them. I truly could feel them. I never felt afraid. I never felt anxious about anything that was going on. And, and I know the Lord was watching over me, taking care of me. You know, it's, it, um, he holds us up. I think it's in, um, Psalm 63, 8, it's uh, 7. It talks about how, no, it is 8, how my right hand, hold, his right hand holds me up. And it's true. He, he brings that comfort and that peace. And in the midst of whatever is going on in our life that is difficult, whatever trial. When you were really struggling to live, and you were, we that we had several calls that she's not going to make it another night. Uh, what did you think about heaven? And were you thinking about that Shannon would be right there, you know, with with Jesus to welcome? Or did you think about, were you so sick, you didn't even think about heaven? No, I, I did. I In fact, I remember talking to the Lord a lot. Um, I'm going, you know, you have a purpose in everything. I don't know what that is. I don't have to know, but I know you're here with me right now. And I'm, I'm excited just to know that I can see my folks. I can see Shannon. That is exciting. And that's the way I would talk to him. I don't know what you, what reason you have me here because you've stilled me. I had several friends Tell me that um, God has stilled you, <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and it's true. And and I, what reason I don't know, but I didn't need to know. And but yes, I thought a lot about am, am I going to wake up in the morning? You know, what's it going to be like? But I wasn't afraid. I, I really had no fear, and I know that is that with it was the because of all the prayers. Um, so there was a time when I could really talk to the Lord like I'd never had before. And I now see another side that I hadn't thought about as far as 
communicating with the Lord. And I have a lot over the, you know, all my life, but um, this was different because I wasn't sure, you know, how much longer I had. But to think, seeing him face to face. Mm. I I loved watching your husband who was sick on his own and had all kinds of orthopedic issues going on. But Patty, he rarely left your bedside. He dropped Van Alstine into Plano to be with you and just... We would call him periodically, and he would would just pray with him, and he'd weep, and and uh, he you're his the love of his life. Now, oh. speaking of Jim, his health is not the greatest in the world, and how uh, is the aging process? Uh, how's it affecting? Because uh, you can't say how it's affecting him. But how is it affecting you watching him slow down, be in pain, those type of things? Well, it certainly brings the reality of um, each each day is precious because we don't know what what will happen um, tomorrow. And so I think because you're right, we. He is uh, in not in good health, and physically, it's getting more and more difficult for him to walk. And so, we, I think the reality of where we are, because I don't really, we don't really dwell on our ages that much. We don't talk about it and so forth. But now, the reality is visually there, mm-hmm. and and so we know that each day is precious. It's just precious because we don't know. There's no guarantees of tomorrow. And and so we we just take each day. He's re- retired. So we we have a different lifestyle, which we do. <laughs> love. And so we we spend all of our time together. And and I love that. And that, it makes all the decisions we made years and years ago that led up to this as far as our relationship is so precious because we have a respect and a love for each other. And I didn't realize until all this happened to me, how deep his love is for me, Mm. Jim's and of course the Lord's, but it's touched me in a whole different way to see his love manifest itself through his care for me i mean jim has done things that he never thought he would do i mean he's he cleans the kitchen he washes the clothes he had to figure out the washing machine (laughs) but he's done all that and he does it with joy i mean he's it's like who are you (laughs) because he never had to to take on a lot of responsibilities and um so it it does make you just cherish what we have. And so what through uh what have you learned in the last decades of your life about and I think we've used the uh the term lean into the pain or that God never intends for us to waste pain. What would you share to 
our listening audiences about uh, the pain you went through with Shannon's death, just some other things in your family. And now you're being so weak and frail, Jim being uh, in a lot of pain. What, what is God teaching you and what has pain taught you? Well, you're exactly right. He doesn't waste pain. Um, and he has a purpose, like I mentioned earlier, he has purpose in everything that happens. And so just you, you learn a lot about yourself through things like that. But most of all, we see God working in our life. If we allow it, we have to embrace it. You know, it's not something we think about or that we ever want to do. I'm not going to embrace pain. Well, you have, as we embrace the situation, the trial, you know, and the pain, then we see, we allow God to just love us, to care for us, to give his all, which is what he wants. And many times we, it's like, no, I don't want to, I don't want to deal with that. No, I don't want to go there. But we, in doing that, we miss what he has for us. Because his sufficiency, like we t- everything, everything, yeah, no matter where of his presence, yeah, just knowing that he's present there with us. I love the Isaiah 42, I think it is, or 43. And when he says, when you pass through the waters, I'll be with you. He doesn't say when you drown in the waters. He says, when you pass through them, when you pass through the fire and say you're going to be burned. Doesn't say you're going to be scorched. He's going to be there with us. So it's that ministry of just sensing his presence. Yeah, that's right. That's right. You know, it's like in Psalm 139. Oh, Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know, when I sit down, when I rise up, you understand my thoughts from afar. I mean, he knows it all. He knows every bit of it. And he knows that I, he could he covers it all. We have to know that we have to allow it, and you you don't want to you wouldn't trade it once you see him work in your life. It is it's the most precious thing. It's the most precious thing, and um, and I'm thankful. It, I never thought I would say I'm thankful for those trials. But I am because I saw God in a whole different way, whole different way. And I wouldn't trade for that at all. Well, you are awesome. Thank you for sharing your heart. Thank you for being my friend. Thank you. Um, You and Jim are just such an encouragement to everybody around you. And you share what God has taught you. And uh, that's invaluable. People will learn more from that than maybe from reading their Bible because your story is so enmeshed in the truth of Scripture, in the truth of who God is. So thank you for sharing. Thank you, Vicki. Thank you. Well, I want to thank you, Vicki, for leading our discussion and for sharing Patty's story. What an amazing story, Patty. And, you know, I think we could go on for a long time talking about the value of these aging years. And you've certainly been blessed by having opportunities to encourage others through the challenges and joys you and Jim have faced. And I think that's one of the the blessings of 
the latter years. Uh, but let me sum up the, this way. Uh, you know, Paul Turnier wrote a book years ago called The Adventure of Living. I, I was struck by your comment. Uh, you know, the aging years, they just continue to unfold. You don't talk about them a whole lot as aging years. They're life years. And God simply adds to our lives. And we have more opportunities to, to share life with your husband, with each other. And, and that's a great joy. And in a sense, you're not even conscious of how old you are. It's like Satchel Paige said, how old would you be if you didn't know how old you were? You, you know, I, just listening to you made me think of you and Jim and thinking about life that way. Uh, but there is a, a value in the aging years, the value of walking with God. I mean, that came through loud and clear on your conversation with Vicki. I mean, you, you just have richly enjoyed the value of living these years with God, uh, walking with each other. I mean, the joy of a marriage, if your spouse is still living, the joy of a family and the fact that he doesn't waste, waste pain, hardship or joys. I mean, they're all there, a part of a life. And the best thing is we see God working through these aging years. And that would be our cry in finishing well ministries to encourage older people to make these years the best years of spiritual growth in your life, building on all the experiences and years you've had before. The past doesn't dominate your thinking. It's actually the joy of living in the moment with Jesus, bringing what you've learned in the past, bringing it here, and anticipating, as Robert Browning says, the best is yet to be. So thank you, Patty and Vicki. And keep praying for Finishing Well Ministries. Our ministry is to help us understand and fulfill God's plan for our aging years. Share this podcast with others. If you have an idea, write us, Al, at finishingwellministries.org. And thanks for being with us today. And may God bless you and encourage you richly this day and in your season of life. Blessings. Thank you for listening to the Finishing Well podcast. We hope you're encouraged by today's conversation to continue living out your God-given purpose. Subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts, or you can find us at finishingwellministries.org slash podcast. And don't forget to follow us on social media at Finishing Well Ministries. We'll see you next time.